Hello, 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 and welcome everybody to Black Talk Radio. It's your hostess with the mostest, Kristen Ayana, and I got my lovely co-host in the balloon with me tonight. I'm Arachi. And we're going to get into some things. So, first yeah. things first, um, let me give you all a general rundown, rundown. Um, so, tonight, we're going to go through some our regular media topics, and we got our guest, Andrew, in the building. Shout out to him. He's going to be chatting with us. And telling us about his career, he's an actor, so, you know, we're switching up a bit. I feel mm-hmm. like we do, like, a lot of music, m- music artists, mm-hmm. so we got a different vibe tonight. Um, I also have my friend in the building tonight, Eric. Shout out to him. He's, you know, just chilling in the stew with us. So, first things first, um, how was your week? I always like to do, like, a little recap. Well, it was short. Both of our we weeks had, were short. Um, we had fall break. Yeah. So, shout out to... God, because <laughs> that break was definitely needed. Yeah, we were only we only in class for Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday tomorrow. So, yeah, I only had class Wednesday. And that must be nice. But my schedule is popping. I only have classes on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, and you got your internship too. So that's yeah. Good well, did you do, did you do anything over break? Because you went home, right? Yeah, I went home. I was in Boston. Um, <laughs> it was really nice. I just I was with my family. I went out with my sisters. Um, my sister had a barbecue at her house, so it was just cool to see everyone again. I missed my family, so it was okay, nice. Okay, okay. What did I do? Uh, I went to the movies. I saw Hustlers. Is it good? That was good. Yeah, it was really good. For real, it was really good. Um, what else? I ate. I just kept eating food. Me too. I ate a lot. My mother was complaining, but like, <laughs> I gotta eat. Which one me to do this? Um, so yeah, that was like my little break. I chilled. I tried to really like relax. I feel like I don't give myself enough downtime. So I'm trying to focus on that more. Even this weekend, I don't really plan on doing anything extra. Mm-hmm. I just want to chill. So. All right. Yeah. So let's get into our tea talk. So first things first, Amber Geico, Geiger found guilty of murdering, you know, mm-hmm. Botham Jean is sentenced to 10 years in prison. So, what are your thoughts? I'm I mean, I'm glad she was found guilty, but 10 years? 10 years, For really? manslaughter? Come on. And That's white privilege right there. It is white privilege. I also feel like um, someone on my Instagram actually brought up a good point last night. Um, someone that I follow that's actually studying law. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he basically is saying that she shot him two times. And, you know, she her the way they're like low-key justifying it is that she was trying to defend herself so mm-hmm. she shot him twice to make sure that he was you know dead mm-hmm. but at the same time they're saying okay so isn't in your training once you you know hurt someone and they're unarmed and you see that they need help isn't your job to also assist so exactly. once you realize that you fucked up mm-hmm. why didn't you assist right right so i feel like that was a good point she, um, what she was doing they also said that you know his brother and his father are looking to basically forgive her and people are saying like they shouldn't do it and how like um it's kind of brainwashing of them to forgive her and even like the judge um you know welcoming her in and giving her a hug after the after the trial was over all those scenarios people are saying that's wrong and that basically nobody even his family shouldn't forgive i mean that's difficult because if the family wants to forgive her, they can forgive her. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, because of white privilege, they're treating her, you know, more kind than they would anybody else who was just accused of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if the family wants to forgive, that's up to them. You can't have them, you know. Everyone wants to walk around, you know, um, 
holding that grudge, you know? Yeah, I also feel like um, when you're grieving, it's it's a very touchy time mm -hmm. and you can't tell someone how to grieve. Right. And their way of, you know, possibly grieving and getting over the situation may be to forgive her. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a lot of outsiders looking in type of thing. Right. Now, do I think she deserves more than 10 years? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. um, there's people that are in jail for way longer sentencing mm -hmm. and they ha are charged on drugs or right, right. other petty stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think she deserves a longer sentence, but it's better than nothing. That's true. In most cases, they get away with, they get away with it. Literally get away with murder. Mm -hmm. Literally. So I guess it's um, maybe a step in an improvement. Mm -hmm. Step in the right direction. I say that very lightly though. I don't know. Moving on to our next topic. Kylie Jenner addresses her relationship status with Travis Scott and, you know, the alleged rumors that her and Tyga went out on a date. Um, she made a tweet that basically says, you know, the internet makes everything 100 times more dramatic than what it really is. There's, there was no 2 a.m. date with Tyga. You see me drop two of my friends off a studio that he so happened to be at and assume. Um... I feel like why do I feel like why do we still like care about Kardashians? That's exactly what I'm about to say. I do not care about them. I hate seeing them <laughs> on my feed twenty four seven. I do not care about the Kardashians. I mean, I personally think I like I'm reporting on topics that are popular, so mm -hmm. you know, I'm gonna report on that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just I mean, even if she is back with Tiger, like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Mind your business. Like, like people don't care, like I don't understand why people are so obsessed with their lives. Like, I really don't. I don't know. The show, I can't... I think people still watch the show, mm -hmm. which I think is beyond me. Who still even watches TV? How long has it been on? Point? Um, for years. I low-key want to say, like, my whole life. Honestly, like, probably, like, a decade, maybe. Over like a decade. mad long. Mm hmm Damn. Because it was out when, like, Kylie and them were li little. Little, like, little. And they're, like, around our age. Yeah, so. that's true. Damn, they've been on TV their whole lives. Yeah. So, next, my favorite topic to talk about every week because I swear it's something new. Guess what? Guess what the topic is? Guess what I'm about to talk about? Time. Period! Send that nigga to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, Takashi, first of all, I just want to say, I really, like, I think he needs, like, a special prayer. Like, I'm really scared for him because the bull that he really be doing, like, it's really clipped for him. Like, I really just don't feel like anything good is going to come out of this whole entire situation. But, basically, his kidnapper, kidnappers were found guilty after his testimony. Damn. And he basically gave a testimony saying that, you know, he was robbed at gunpoint, pistol whipped, and, like, they tried to rob him for his jewelry. And he was even telling them, like, yo, like, if I give you a certain amount of money, like, will you please let me go? Like, I have a daughter in my family. So, boom. Matter of the fact is... He basically told courts all this that happened and, you know, trying to get them locked up. Now, what people are saying is that the people that tried to rob him at gunpoint, mm -hmm. they're part of the Treyway gang. So, in conclusion, he's snitching on the he's gang on again. Game. And he's saying that the reason why they robbed him was because apparently Takashi wasn't giving them enough money that they thought Takashi was producing from his music. Mm -hmm. So, they decided to rob him. I just feel like again why like why are you doing all this snitching though like this is beyond like i feel like okay 
I feel like here's my thing, right? You're doing all this snitching, but what is your purpose in telling this specifically? Like last week or two weeks ago, you already told us everything about the gang, like, and who was in the gang, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what is the point of telling telling us that they robbed you at gunpoint? Like, okay, we understand you might want to get justice, but like, aren't these same people going to be locked up anyway right. from the prior shit that you said like two weeks mm-hmm. ago? And again, he also said that he's you know he doesn't want to go into witness protection. Okay, so he doesn't care about his life then. He said that he wants to get back to the music and he wants to live a regular life. So my whole thing is you're like, you're better off in jail. Like, honestly, that's really your best bet. I don't know. I think something's wrong with him. <laughs> of course there is. And again, this all this is really a lesson for everybody to really just be who you are. Like, I feel like. Do you think Takashi would have been successful if he wasn't in this gang? I don't know. Because I feel like if he made the same music. That's true. Same type of music, but just had no gang affiliation, it would have been okay. Yeah, people would still listen to it. People, like, people, I don't think people are fans of him because he's in a gang. I don't think so. I don't know. Now he has some shit he can't get out of. You hate to see it. I don't know. And he don't want to go into witness protection. So, I mean, I personally thought that he was going to, they was going to get him whether he was in witness protection or not, whether he was in it or not. Mm-hmm. But now he's not going to be in it. So I'm sure they're going to get him. He's talking about some, he just want to get back to the music. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's dangerous for him, his family, and even his fans. Because I'm sorry, but if I'm a Takashi fan and he get back into the music, I'm not going to your concert. Because <laughs> everybody's on your body. People want your head. Like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Because I'm not risking my life now. For real. No. The ghetto. You hate to see it. Moving on to our next topic. Chick-fil-A honestly has been ranked the slowest among fast food restaurants. Really? drive through Yeah. I mean, if you're from Jersey, North Jersey, you live around like mm-hmm. Essex County. It's really like one Chick-fil-A. Really? In Union <coughs> on Route 22. And that drive-through be so crowded. Like one time, me and my sister, we Zed was in there for like in the drive-through line for like a good like thirty, forty minutes. Is it worth it though? Yeah, I mean, I really like Chick-fil-A, <laughs> so I waited. But the issue is basically their average wait time is five minutes and twenty-three seconds um, longer than McDonald's. So that's what they're like comparing it to. So, McDonald's is really fast. But I also feel like Chick-fil-A, like, okay, it's a wait, but we know why it's a wait because the, the food is better. really good. And mm-hmm. also, like, the customer service is really good. Mm-hmm. So I guess it kind of makes up for it. I don't, I don't know about you guys. I don't eat McDonald's anymore. I don't think anyone should be eating McDonald's. It's about to be 2020. <laughs> I don't understand. The only thing I'm getting from McDonald's is a drink. That's it. I like me. Oh, I like their chicken nuggets. Okay. That's why I'm going there. Yo, for. McDonald's makes my stomach hurt. I haven't had really? McDonald's in so long. I don't know what it is. I, like I, McDonald's really made, like when we went to the Tiana Taylor mm-hmm. concert, um, they were giving out. It was like, it was sponsored was, by McDonald's. Yeah, sponsored by McDonald's, and they were giving out like free food, free McDonald's food. I just didn't eat it. I just got a drink. I McDonald's, got a drink fries. McDonald's makes my stomach hurt. Od. Yeah. I mean, I like Chick Fil A, and like it was more of a southern thing, right? It was a southern thing before yeah, they started moving up to the east coast. it was. Now they're moving it up to north. I so. think like two or three years ago, they got the first chick-fil-a in boston and that was a big thing like the like the line was like <laughs> long and then they started like introducing more so i think there's probably like 
four or five in mm-hmm. Massachusetts now, but wow. Mm-hmm. So is there is the Chick Fil A near you then when you're home? There's not one. There's one downtown, mm-hmm. and then there's one like twenty minute drive. But I'm not driving twenty minutes for Chick Fil A. Like, I'm would. good. <laughs> Real fat girl shit. <laughs> oh my God, what if we did ASMR? We should do that. <laughs> Uh, I'm really just a hot mess. Okay, moving on to our last topic. Netflix, Dear White People, will end, and the final season will be out in 2020. So there's going to be season four. Yeah, season four, which will make it the last season. Um, Apparently, Netflix shows, they normally range from three to four seasons, and then they're done they're with. Done. Honestly, last season of Dear White People, I watched the whole thing, but like... Season three or two? Three. I don't know. It wasn't giving me that, like... I'm trying to say, yeah. That, like, mm. you know when you... I when, wasn't into it like that. When you when I first started watching it, I watched season one and two back to back. back, to back. Like, I was, like, on mm-hmm. it more. I feel like I, no, I wasn't... Like, I haven't even finished episode one of season three. Like, it's, really? it's boring to me. I don't know what's the going first, on. The first episode for season three definitely lags. Um, the same thing with She's Gotta Have It. That series, I got through the whole Too season, boring. but I don't think I'm watching it. If they have a season three, I don't think I'm watching it because I really didn't even like it looking back. I never watched that show. But honestly, it makes sense that they're even ending. They said that the episode will, I mean, the season will consist of 10 episodes to basically tie up storylines and give like a proper, you know, conclusion. But also, I feel like it's been like four, if this is season four, then that means everyone should be graduated by now. That's true. Sam, Reggie, mm. all of them. Yeah, so how's that going to happen? They're gonna grad like I guess they're gonna graduate. I feel like they're gonna end it by them graduating because okay, they're yeah, in that'd college. Be cute. They're not gonna be there forever. Like, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I don't know. Um, yes, yeah, we'll it was a cute little. It was a, a cute, cute show. little show. Someone um told me like to be honest, you remind me of Sam from like Dear White People. I was like, uh, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I my mean, kind of black white. Uh, I was just saying black just, white. <laughs> Just because my show is called Black Talk Radio, that doesn't mean anything. Um, Sam is very crazy. And she is crazy, mm. She's looking hypocrite, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. So we're going to go into a quick music break, and when we come back, we're going to have our interview with Andrew. So make sure you guys stay tuned. This is Black Talk Radio. Okay. So first, tell us um, where are you from and what made you start getting into acting and educating? Because you also are a teacher. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm from Jersey, um, but I'm of... As uh, some say, Jamaican parentage. So, you know, <laughs> I kind of grew up with that. Um, period, you know. <laughs> Jamaicans, we're the best. Jamaicans is the out best. here popping, out here winning all the time, you know. So, you know, I've always kind of enjoyed doing some theater stuff in school. Um, I came here to Drew University, and um, it's when I really found it as a passion and something that I could really pursue as a career. Um, Gotta shout out my, you know, professor uh, from Drew Rodney Gilbert, you know, who really, you know, took me under his wings and mentored me and really showed me uh, life and a career in the arts and what that looks like. So, you know, ever since then, you know, I was like, dang, I could really see myself doing this in life. You know, that that was real the big change. You know, I always wanted to teach, though, you know, ever since I was a kid. I don't know. I think I always like really. My parents really instilled respect for t- teachers, you know, when I was growing up. So I think because I always kind of had to have this high level of respect, I really learned to, like, you know, really watch what they did. And I was like, dang, I want to I wanna do something like that one day. Okay, so talk a little bit about your teaching experience. Um, like, what do you teach grade level? 
teaching? All right. <laughs> so uh, I teach history. I teach social studies to it's kind of like elementary slash middle school. Mm -hmm. So it's grades three through eight. I work at a school. It's called the Newark Boys Chorus, Newark Boys Chorus School. It's all boys. So, you know, um, I've been doing that. You know, this is my sixth year doing that full time, you know, uh, day in, day out. You know, the, <laughs> that daily grind. I don't know if I have a favorite part, man. It's, whew, it's a struggle. <laughs> nah, I think my favorite part is, you know, when you get a chance to really, you know, have a great uh, foster a great relationship with a, a student mm -hmm. and you really get to see them you know it's not just a student but you know as a human being you get to learn right. more about who they are vice versa they learn about you and you get to really foster a real good relationship and you you hope that that also helps you know them become more successful as students and in life you know you get to help people young people who are going through hard times mm -hmm. uh, you know you get to meet family members and hear mm -hmm. you know and learn about them and help them as well so that's kind of been the, the, the most impactful part for me is just the idea of really being able to connect with people. Okay. It's missing in education. Um, so as far as acting goes, you know, um, talk a little a bit about, you know, some shows if you've done, um, projects, things of that nature. So as far as acting goes, uh, you know, it's been cool. It's been a cool journey so far um, doing that. Um, uh, when I think of like my acting like highlights, I mm -hmm. definitely have to think about like you know I got a you know an opportunity to play a dream role. So mm -hmm. when I was here with Drew, actually I read a play um, called The Mountaintop. Mm -hmm. It's by this you know dope black female playwright um, Katori Hall. And when I first read it, I was like, wow, this just jumps off the page. It's about Dr. Martin Luther King and his last night, and it's kind of like you know this like vision of what would it be like you know if this you know um this uh the hotel staff came in and she's like trying to clean up the room and they kind of have this you know back and forth banter and then you know she kind of is like yo you know i'm not just you know the hotel staff i'm a i'm an angel and i'm here to tell you this is your last night and you know like you're gonna die tomorrow and there's nothing you could do about it and it's like king is like yo <laughs> what am I going to do? Like, I have more visions. I have more dreams. I have right. more of this. I have. More, I want to help the people. And it's like, you know, it's such a beautiful, beautifully written and crafted story. Um, so, like I said, I loved it when I first read it. I had an opportunity to see a uh, production of it um, down in Cape May about mm -hmm. five, six years ago. And, you know, uh, someone, I, um, someone that I met, you know, was like, oh, I'm directing this piece, you know. And uh, you should come out audition. I was like, ah, you know, Dr. King, I'm, you know, I'm in my young, you know, my 20s. I ain't 39, <laughs> you know, when, like how he was when he passed. And, you know, I'm like, I don't think I could audition for that. There's only two characters. It's just mm -hmm. him and the maid and uh, the hotel staff rather. And, you know, it's a two hour play and it's just those two. So I'm like, I don't think that's really me. Audition, got that part. And it's, it's a dream role, you know, it's a dream role for any, you know, black actor mm -hmm. you know that really is into stage and theater man you know so i had the opportunity to do that and i mean like that that definitely was a highlight of my stage career um slowly trying to tr uh, transition to do some more film stuff okay um i have a project that um i'm starring in it's like an independent feature that you know we shot some stuff for we shot a trailer mm -hmm. so you know we still working on kind of building that up and see where that goes 
Um, but I like that, uh, the gritty stuff, the independent stuff, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that, you know, is for, for people like me, for black people, you know, for black and brown people that tell some real stories that we don't get told often or mm-hmm. don't right. get told in certain places. So that's, you know, that's me. Uh, I think I answered the whole thing, right? Yes. Did I miss did. anything? Now, my next question is, um, I want you to elaborate on Yender for the listeners. Um, I personally know about it, but they don't. So. Definitely. So, you know, like I said, Rodney Gilbert, my professor here at Drew, who was my first acting professor here. And then, you know, once I graduated from here, I realized that he was actually doing a lot of great work in, in the city of Newark, which is, you know, not too far from where, you know, I grew up and, you know, I was born in Newark, actually. And... You know, when I figured out some of the art stuff that he was doing, specifically visual art stuff, he was doing uh, murals and, you know, really um, repurposing abandoned buildings Mm -hmm. and, you know, putting artwork, you know, in the hood, hood, because he wanted to revitalize and, you know, have people in the hood feel like it's beautiful and feel Mm -hmm. and see the value there. So, you know, he was doing some work um, with students and young people as well and, you know, continuing to kind of see if he could do theater in newark and right so i you know i would work with him on, on a lot of different projects side projects little acting engagements you know go around you know travel around newark with him and meet all the people that he met whether it's you know city officials you know executive directors from other nonprofits, um other writers um, people who ran theaters so you know i got really this great experience to learn about yendor and you know pretty much Yendor is about bringing art to the people, um, bringing, you know, true reflective art, high quality art to the people. And it started off as visual arts. And then in, um, in 2016, you know, we really, you know, made the push to say, we're going to also go full forward with performing arts, specifically theater, but also we do film stuff as well. So it's a little bit of everything. Okay. That's great. So yeah, it's dope. If you're ever in Newark, check it out. Yender. They put on some really good shows. Um, I've been to a couple of plays by them, and you know, I feel like they really do try to get the community involved. So, yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah, man, we do that. I mean, this summer we did a play, you know, in some of the um, some of the more challenged areas of Newark. Mm-hmm. You know, outdoors, free for the community. gave You know, we gave out food. We you know worked with some young people. We paid all our artists. We like you know we want to do theater outdoors. Uh, really, just engage the community. So that's. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been the next branch of my artistic career mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, leading that, but also doing more directing instead of acting. Oh, so kind of okay. stepping um, behind the scenes and helping to put these uh, these these plays and stuff together. Okay. Um, if you could work with any artist, who would it be? Man, if I could work with any artist, I would love to work with, in any capacity, mm-hmm. Felicia Rashad. I knew you were going to say You know. That. I mean, that's the queen right there. Like, you know. No, she, I went to a talk um, with her uh, two summers ago. She is, like, so poised. Like, so, like, elegant. So, like, I'm queen bee. She's next level. I mean, I, I saw her in a play, like, three, four years ago. Me and Rodney actually went, and it was in, it was in New York. It's called Head of Passes. And, I mean... I was just watching it. It's it's like this bizarre play, and it's just like she plays like the kind of matriarch. And I just remember at the towards the end, she had this like thirty minute just like monologue, just her, mm-hmm. all of the characters gone. She just going in, and like I remember it was like 
I was laughing, and then like she was like saying some sad stuff. Then I was crying, but then we like we were both looking at each other, laughing, crying, like all these emotions with her. And I was like, "Yo, that was like the best performance I've ever seen of anything ever." I was like, "Yo, she is like hands down the queen of acting. She directs too. She does theater. She does Mm -hmm. television, film. Like, yo, I was like." I'm bowing down. Because she's even in um, this new show on OWN now, um, David Meets Man or Makes Man. Mm-hmm. And she plays like a teacher in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's pretty good. I was watching a little bit of it last night. So It's nothing she can't do. And, you know, she's also kind of like a little low-key our mama because, you know, you know mm-hmm. Claire Huxtable. Like, she low-key, yeah, you know, all you know, of our mama. H.U. alum. You, you know, know, the vibes. You know, Black Pride. You know, Black Educate. Like, she just represents all of it. Like Yeah, she's, just she's dope for real. So I would definitely love to work with her on anything, any capacity. Um, so as far as like inspirations, actor inspirations, besides Felicia Rashad, who would you say inspires you? Hmm. Or it doesn't even have to be an actor, really. Anyone in the arts. You know, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not the it's not the first thing that comes to mind, but somehow it is the first thing that came to my mind was The Rock. And it's so weird because, you know, I don't know if I'm necessarily a fan of his, like, movies. Like, oh, you know, they're cute, you know, but... <laughs> they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no shit is not my thing, you know. He's an action star. He's, you know, yeah, buff. And, right. you know, it's not quite what I what I would want to do myself. But his work ethic, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like he's got the work ethic. I remember him talking about during, you know, being during filming season it's like yeah i have a strict regimen where you know i get up at three and i go work out and i have to maintain this and i get just this amount of sleep but it's 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 that discipline that mm-hmm. has you know made him that successful i mean you know you think of this guy who starts off you know wrestling and then you know he goes out branches out into to to film and creates this really great career for himself you know making a lot of money and i'm like you know that's the hustle you gotta you know right. if you want to be successful at anything you know, especially in like stuff like the arts, where it's you know so so much uncertainties, you gotta have that hustle. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, when I think of him, I think, oh, he got that hustle. He knows the discipline it takes to be successful, and that's why he's been able to be successful. Okay. I admire that for sure. Um, what is your favorite thing about your career? Whether it be well, you said you mentioned about teaching, why you loved it. So let's get into acting. What's your favorite thing about it, or just that acting, directing, the arts in general? I mean, for me, I think what I've liked so far is that I, I've been able to, I've been lucky enough and fortunate enough to navigate in a way where I call the shots mm-hmm. about, um, you know, what's going on, how my career is kind of progressing, especially now, you know, uh, kind of being the leader of this theater company. It's like I could go and, you know, work at other theaters or try to work at other theaters and, you know, kind of knock on the door and hope that people let me in mm-hmm. or I can create opportunities for myself and others. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's that's more impactful, even though it's harder. Right. It's much more of a hustle. You got to pull together funds. You got to pull together resources. You got to pull together support. But I feel like it's fruitful when it goes well, because it's like, dang, not only did I make a way for myself, but, you know, I help put on or I get other people to have opportunity too. you know, I get to pay all these people and we all get to work. We mm-hmm. all get to eat. And, you know. We're going to keep doing that and keep building something. You know, we're building something from nothing. So that's a, that's a cool feeling. I feel like that's been what's kind of been driving me since, you know, you know, I took over this theater company. Right. It's, it's time to create opportunities for ourselves. 
Okay, for sure. Um, what can what are some of your like upcoming goals for the new year with Yender or even just you know your personal life? Because you know, twenty nineteen is over. You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, I think for twenty twenty, you know, for the organization, just continue growth and you know, really locking down some of the things that we started. I mean, we d- like I said, we did a play, you know, and you know, we did it in some neighborhoods that really needed it, but. Mm-hmm. My goal was to do it in all five wards of Newark, and I was only able to do three. So I'm like, no, nah, we're going to do all five next year. Okay. We're going to make that happen. Um, seeing more production and more people support production, you know, we did just one production this year. And it's like, okay, it takes a lot of effort, money, uh, resources to make a production happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we did some readings, and those are smaller scale, and those are like one-offs. But seeing more sustainable stuff um, and having people be like, dang, Newark is a place to go for theater. It's not just across the river in New York, and they're doing amazing things in New York, but there's stuff right here, too. 100%. I totally agree. I'm super excited to see what you guys bring to the table. You know I'm going to be there, so by default. My sister is also part of that theater company. You know, shout out Nicolette Lynch. Nikki Nick's so sweet, you know. (laughs) She's been able to help me, you know, (laughs) in all of this, you know, building. And, you know, you can't do anything without a team, so, Mm -hmm. you know, shout out Nicolette Lynch. Uh, Malcolm Rowling at Yendor and Kareem Willis at Yendor because, you know, you know, even though I lead the theater stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they help with so many other things, you know, even though they lead other things, it's mm-hmm. like psh, that support system is vital, is crucial. Right, of course. When you want to give up on it. <laughs> now, we're going to close out the show. So if you could leave the guests with one thing to remember about you, what would it be? Dang, I, w- I thought I got to do the look. I can't shout some things out real quick. I mean, this is your ending. Do whatever This is my ending, right? All right, I'm taking over Black Talk Radio. I'm right here, you know. So next week, Wednesday, October 9th, 6 o'clock, um, Newark Public Library will be presenting a new play by Tony Award-winning writer Reggie Gaines. It's a workshop production. You know, it's a dope play, dope writer. Reggie Gaines is dope, dope, dope. If you know, if you're around, it's a part of the Newark Arts Festival. So the Citywide Arts Festival in Newark, you know, the whole city is going to be engaged in, you know, visual arts, performing arts, dance. So this is our, our, our contribution. And then, um, you know, we got another event October 24th. We're doing a play called She Like Girls by Chisa Hutchison, mm-hmm. dope writer from the city of Newark, uh, you know, black queen, dope play that won a GLAAD award. It's called She Like Girls, 6 o'clock, uh, October 24th at uh, Rutgers, Newark. So, you know, oh, you, know sh- you know, promote some stuff. You know, I just want to make sure I shout that out on, on the air. And then you said one thing about me, or th- I said two things that I'm promoting. So one thing about me. <laughs> that you want them, that you want my listeners yeah. to remember about you. When they be like, oh, Andrew. Okay. Ding. Dang. I don't one know. One special thing. Special thing? Or a quote, <sighs> something. Man, a quote, man. You know, love thyself. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dang. You know. Um, I hope that people be like, yo, okay, you know. He's doing some cool things to, you know, create opportunities for himself and people who look like him. Mm-hmm. And it's important to always remember, you know, who you are, your identity, your culture, your ancestors, and, you know, build on that in whatever work you do. Mm-hmm. That's important. Period. Period. <laughs> Period, poo. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Black Talk Radio tonight. We'll be back next week. Same time, same, same place. place. Thank you, Andrew, for coming out. Let's give him a round of applause. Shout out Black Talk Radio, you know, amazing <laughs> co-host. Shout out, thank y'all for having me. Thank you. So yes, yeah, see you guys, and make sure you guys tune in every Thursday at eight o'clock p.m. We are out.
Okay, guys, and we are now back. You're tuned in to Black Talk Radio. And we have our guest in the building, Andrew. Hi. What's going on? What's going on? So we're just going to ask you a few questions, you know, get to know you. You know, you're a big actor in these streets, so. Dang, I wish. But, you know, we working. We working. 